0: Welcome to the No Like, and Trust Show with Brittany Gardner, the podcast where we explore the world of personal branding and how to build your know, like, and trust factor up for ultimate business success. And now here's your host, Brittany Gardner. Hey, everybody. I'm here today to talk about what updates I have made in my toolkit for my business. And you know, it's funny, I didn't really think this would be that interesting of a topic, but I've talked about this now in an accountability group I'm a part of, a mastermind, and people are fascinated, right? Everyone wants to know what tools, what tool stack everyone else is using because maybe we're missing something. So here we are. This is what I have made for changes for my business in 2022. And and I want to call this out for a second. Uh, I've taken this time I've had with a little bit less client work to do some long overdue business upkeep. And I ended up calling it the $20,000 project, probably... After factoring in all the time that it's taken, if I were to do this for another business of my size and breadth, it would be a $30,000 project. I did it all in about a month and a half, working a very minimal schedule and traveling for two weeks in between. between. But you would not have to do it like this, right? So I'm going to talk about this. It's a big overhaul project. Don't feel overwhelmed. You don't have to change all of your tools at once like I did. But this is what I did. And I did it in this order because every time I thought about changing one of these tools, I realized, well, but if I'm going to redo my website anyway, I need to do that first. So I started with my website. The website has always been on WordPress. I was using the Elementor page builder plugin, and I've moved to GeneratePress and plain old Gutenberg. Why? I did it for page speed. No matter what I was doing, I could not get my page speed above a 39 using Google's Page Speed Insights. And because of that, because of various things I had tried, you know, image compression, caching, nothing was working. I was like, well, this seems like the next step. I was due for a website redo anyway. I figured, why not learn a new page builder? And boy, did I learn. But... It brought my results up to a seventy eight. And sometimes, depending on when you run it, even up into the eighty five range. so thirty nine to eighty five or even just seventy eight, that was a good page speed upgrade, which means my time to do this on my website was valuable and was a good idea. All right, so with that said, generate press is a free plugin and generate blocks is or generate press is a free theme, excuse me, and generate blocks. Uh, it's a free plugin. It's free. It's amazing. It helps feel like a regular page builder, like how Elementor or Beaver Builder or Divi would feel. Now, I actually did upgrade to their pro level, which is not free. It's it's various reasons. I did it for easier management of mobile-only sections since I am a little bit design-heavy. I don't have a like bare-bones, clean site, so I wanted to make sure that my mobile site was very good and easy to use. So I did do that, but you could totally get away with the free generate blocks plugin if you wanted to do this. All right. So that was the website update. I moved my whole website to a staging area, made sure it all worked, about a week and a half later it went live. It was not a a long drawn out project because as it turns out I don't have that many pages on my website. What I did do I set up a subdomain. So my main website is at brittanygardner.com and I set up a subdomain, workwith.brittneygardner.com for my calendar and my funnels. And that brings us to FG Funnels, which I had been using for over a year. It is being replaced by a lot of different tools. And this is where the whole tech stack aspect comes into play. I am moving to MailerLite for my email and I'm saying goodbye to FG Funnels for the management of email campaigns. And specifically, I'm saying goodbye to their horrible lack of statistics and reporting. And I'm saying goodbye to Mailgun for the actual sending of emails. Why? Why am I doing this? Well, I already referenced, I could not easily get to my email stats. If I wanted to look at the various emails in a simple sequence, let's say a webinar sequence, let's say there's five emails in there. I would have to click into the sequence, click on an email, tab over, which is Yes, a third click and then scroll down to see the stats that I wanted to. So that's four clicks. And then I'd have to go scroll back up and then X out and then go click on the next email to get the next email stat of that sequence. And there was no way to export this data. You guys know I'm heavy on content measurement and content does include the emails I send. I wanna know which emails are performing well in my business and carrying their weight in my business. If I'm gonna go through the time and create an email sequence, I want to know which parts of it are not doing their job, right? And since I can't export that data from either Mailgun or FG Funnels, which is on the go high level backbone, then I couldn't get the information I needed. And that really is the main reason I replaced FG Funnels. With that said, why not go back to Active Campaign? Well, that's who I used before, and there was always a glitch in my account. I was being sent to their engineers like every two weeks. They never were able to fix it. And it just made me a little bit leery and a little bit nervous about going back there. I know a lot of people, other people are using ConvertKit and that's a wonderful thing. I did consider it, but I was hearing really great things about Mailer Light, And I'll be honest, their lower cost was attractive. The next aspect that FG Funnels controlled for me was the calendar, booking appointments, all of that kind of fun stuff, Right. So my calendar is now using the Amelia WordPress plugin and I'm running that on that subdomain as well to keep my main site nice and speedy. I do like having it all in-house and it was a one-time cost. If it wasn't a one-time cost, I would likely have gone back to Acuity. I had no bones with Acuity. It was a good system. And while I'm not thrilled with Amelia's tech support, I don't think I'm gonna need a lot of it in the future now that it's all set up. And it's just nice having it all in my own business, right? Funnels were the next part that FG funnels actually took care of for me. So my funnels are now all on WordPress using that same generate press page builder and using the WordPress Studio Cart plugin for the cart tool. I did consider Thrivecart. I have a lot of friends who are extremely happy with Thrivecart. But the Studio Cart plugin made it so that I could actually build in WordPress rather than building in Thrivecart. I just like building in WordPress. It's not like a limited page builder that I feel like some of the other page builders are. And then courses, that was the other aspect I had contained within my FG Funnels house. So courses are moving back to Member Vault. Member Vault's owners are amazing. I always love them and I'm so happy to be back in their world. And I'm really happy to be supporting great owners who foster a good ethical community and a safe culture. It just makes me happy to be a part of that. So... When I moved to FG Funnels at the end of 2020, I was really happy to be having all of my things in one place. The allure of not having to have so many zaps connecting everything was nice. But I'm back to having zaps connecting everything now that I'm using multiple different tools. With that said, I am moving from Zapier to Pabli. All right, so Zapier. Zapier, whatever you want to call it, uh, it's a fairly extensive cost, right? I pay for it once a year, so it's not an actual revolving monthly cost, but it's it's, it's a big cost. I did buy the Pavley lifetime deal. Again, once and done, it's a very attractive prospect for a, a business trying to run like lean and mean, right? And I was really interested in that so far. I've had very good luck moving all of my, my zaps over to Pabli. I just had a couple small hiccups along the way. I'm still in the process of, of actually moving, but uh, I will be there before I have to renew my Zapier one more time. All right? These are the tools that I am continuing to use in 2022 and beyond. I will be continuing to use the Adobe Suite. I'm a big fan of Adobe and I've, I've always used them. They've always been good to me. So I use Photoshop, I use Bridge, I use uh, Premiere Rush, and After Effects if I do video editing. And their Adobe Express is what I use for all my social media graphics all the podcast quotes, all that kind of stuff. I'm still using BusyCal rather than Apple's calendar. I'm happy to pay for it. It's it's a good system. I use LastPass instead of 1Password now. That was a change. I did that because it has easier sharing and more people are using LastPass. And since more people are using it, uh, it just made sharing with my team easier for all of them. And I'm still using Zoom, right? Uh, Everyone is kind of on the Zoom bandwagon, but I don't just use Zoom for meetings. I also use it for my phone. If you call my business phone number, you're actually calling Zoom, but you didn't know that. Um, Also, fun fact, and since I like synchronicity, I'm going to call this out since no one ever notices it. My standard Zoom meeting room ID is actually my business phone number. That's one of those cool perks you get when you have Zoom do your phone system as well. So not using Vonage, not using phone.com, any of those, I'm using Zoom now. All right, guys, I hope this has helped you plan out some of your tech stack for the future. These are the updates I have made in 2022. I've given you the reasoning for why I have made them. As a rule, I really like one-time payments. It makes my budgeting much easier. And I also really like working with ethical owners. So most of the tools that I have purchased here, most of the tools that I have talked about, I do have affiliate links for them that will be in the show notes uh, for this. And if, You are looking for the same thing, feel free to use my link. I'm not asking you or telling you that you have to, but I like supporting good ethical businesses. I would imagine if you're listening to the show, you feel the same way. So feel free to do that.